Turns out it's haunted. The podcast covering haunted locations and spooky stories. We're your hosts, Tracy and Laura. Hello, scaredy cats. Welcome back to another episode of Turns Out It's Haunted. Hello, my scaredy cats. Boy, have I got a doozy for Laura today. I'm so excited. I kind of thought, I think this is going to be an ongoing kind of topic. As soon as you told me what you're about to do, I was like, oh my God, there's so much that we could do here. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, yep. (laughs) So much. I'm keen. So after last week's episode of the text messages and phone calls from the dead, I thought I would do something, and because I know that it freaked you out a little bit and gave you a little bit of Just a heebie Just a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I thought, hmm, what could I do that would be along the same lines? And so what I've decided to do is hospital haunts. Hospital haunts. Mm-hmm. Now just take a minute to just soak in <laughs> that. I mean, it's creepy at the best of times, but I've worked in a hospital for a very long time. And I felt the odd little creep here and there and obviously there's people that die there and stuff. So I just, you know, it's huge. Mm -hmm. Well, It's it's a huge topic. I've got lots of stories. I've been scouring the internet trying to find the good stories and weeding out the ridiculous. Um, And Mm -hmm. one thing that I discovered, which I didn't know this, but you probably will and any of our listeners who happen to work in hospitals at any point, in any capacity, that there is a phenomena called the grey nurse. The grey nurse? Mm-hmm. Can't say I've heard about it. Yeah. No. So the grey nurse phenomena is that all over the world there are reports of like a nurse that that is like the matron. It's like the it's like all hospitals oh, okay. seem to have this nurse that that just continues. That matron really. Yeah. Well, there's presents. two: the matron and then the nurse. Okay. So there's the matron, but then oh, there's the grey nurse, the boss lady. Mm. Oh, and okay. The grey nurse is a spirit nurse that continues to care for patients. So mm-hmm. she's seen in all different hospitals, and it's not obviously the same one spirit. It's just many different spirits, but they call that phenomena the grey nurse. And so this nurse is seen, okay. um, you know, well, not seen by staff so much. Well, she can be. She has been, and we can do that. But it was such a rabbit hole, and I thought, you know what, I need to do that another time. Ooh. But yes. um, things that patients have reported are that a nurse has come in and pulled their blankets up for them or poured them some water and handed it to them or opened up wow. the blinds or closed the blinds or did their bedpan, things like that. And it's not like the patients are hallucinating. It's the type of patients that would just be said, like, I'm insane and, and normal. Um, and yeah. and the, the water is actually full and the curtains are actually closed and the bedpan has actually been emptied so it's really interesting um so the actions have been taken like are they seeing someone do that? yeah they're seeing a nurse but this nurse doesn't exist right so they're seeing the nurse as an actual nurse Uh like they believe it to be a normal nurse 
Yeah. So that is called the grey nurse phenomena and there is so much. Mm. So I'm going to oh do some some longer kind of research into that so that I can do it the best justice. But today yeah. what I have is similar to last week, lots of little short stories that have been posted on all different threads. Believe it or not, there's actually a few hospitals um, that have their own page on their website dedicated to uh, paranormal experiences within their hospital, especially certain oh hospitals. God. I know there's one over in Austin, Texas specifically that has mm. because it is such a well like a such a well-known thing to occur that they've just started to roll with yeah. it. It's just part of coming to that hospital. So I wish the hospital I work at would do that. My goodness. Mm-hmm. So I found a lot from this actual website called The Gypsy Nurse. So I just want to give a bit of credit to The Gypsy Nurse. And she's got some, I've deleted a few and I've kept in a few, um, but I got a lot from her. She's done a whole sort of blog or a whole um, a whole kind of full experience of, of this particular okay. topic. So, so it's obviously an area of interest for the gypsy nurse. Yes. So cool. here, are you ready? Here we go. I'm so ready. Okay. At the now defunct Mother's Hospital in Hackney, East London, drowsy nurses complained of feeling a startling on the shoulder. According to legend, a nurse who was bottle feeding a newborn baby dozed off and slumped forward in her sleep, smothering the baby. In a fit of remorse, the nurse killed herself and was condemned to walk the wards, tapping young nurses on the shoulder to keep them awake. Wow. <laughs> wow. Waking them up. Yeah, so the that time. they don't oh. they don't fall asleep and kill the babies. Can you imagine? Oh, that's so tragic. At Scunthorpe General hospital staff say there is a strong smell of old-fashioned violet perfume just before the appearance of a nurse in long skirts the visits always occur when a baby is desperately ill after her visit the baby recovers oh wow yeah so that's a nice one yeah there were a few i I could smell that oh really (laughs) Mm, your clairolfactant's getting a bit worked up um, there were a couple where it was not so good, where spirits would appear, and if they appeared, then it meant that there was certain death, like imminent death. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of those, yeah, for sure. Yeah. There was this one that I don't think I've kept it in here where um, there was an old, like a painting of one of the original doctors from the hospital that worked there in the hallway, and every night the first thing that the um, – that the nurse that came on duty for the night would do would be to shut the blinds to cover the picture looking into the room across from the portrait. And then every morning the new nurse that would come on would come and open the blinds. And if the night nurse didn't close the blinds, then the person in that room would die overnight. And they were convinced no. that it was because of the, the portrait. They could That was the only thing that they could stop it from happening. So that was quite eerie and ugh. Okay, so occasionally a vision manifests itself in a helpful way. At Stob Hill Hospital in Glasgow, a student nurse spotted a woman whom she assumed was the night sitter. She slipped into a side ward near the door. 
She followed her to ask a question and was surprised to find no one in the ward, but a patient who had lost consciousness and needed immediate help. So that's another little nurse sort of guiding another nurse in. There was another story as well that I I saw about um, in a children's ward that there is this one little girl spirit that for decades all new nurses that come through the paediatric ward like um, doing their internship, um, that they would all walk in and at the nurse's station there would be a young girl with long blonde plaits just standing there and she would just skip up and down the hallway and it was just a standard thing Mm -hmm. that the interns would experience with this little girl and apparently she would help them with their with their work with the kids that needed help it was so interesting A nurse working in a palliative care unit was performing a typical post-mortem care routine on a patient when she noticed that his eyes hadn't been closed yet. The nurse closed his eyes and went back to her business, only to look over and see that his eyes were open, fixating on the nurse's face. If that wasn't creepy enough, he then let out a groan and grabbed onto the bed rail as she washed him. After triple-checking his pulse and confirming that the patient was indeed dead, she quickly zipped up the bag and did everything she could to avoid his eyes once again. <sighs> no, it's thank you. It's normal for the eyes to spring back open again and it's normal for them to make sounds as well. Really? It's, yeah, it's just air escaping from their lung cavity and stuff. And if you're moving them and rolling them to bathe them and wash them, they'll, they'll quite often... <sighs> Oh, my yeah. God. And their eyes don't stay closed very easily. And um, I've never seen or had one of them grab, though. And normally their eyes don't trace, you know, their, their pupils. It's a sign of death. Are the pupils dilated, you know, not, you know, following somebody? Because oh, that's a sign creepy. of consciousness. It can be. Most of the time it's not creepy because even though it's a sound it's not like a it's not a sound of a living person and it's not really scary it's a little bit unnerving but it's just like one of those things you know they could wee on you too oh my god fun I'm so I'm I'm like equally fascinated and disturbed and all at the same time by what you're saying it's morbid isn't it it is very but it's in a in a strange way, it is like it's a truly beautiful thing to be able to to do and to be honor. there for, for a body that's just been left, you know, mm. and to do it without that disgust and to be able to do that without even like a sick curiosity, just to be able to do it for them. It's beautiful, you know. It's such a privilege. I think you've got to be a special kind of someone to to. To, like, oh, I, I can, it's not for everyone, is it? Yeah. I mean, I can totally empathise with what you're saying. However, I don't want to be the one doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. I'll wait until it appears in front of me as a full spirit. <laughs> Thank you. When they're not oozing or yeah. there's no, no noise escaping or fluids nope. escaping. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm good. Not the earthly body, more into the ethereal bodies. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Every time. That's why we get on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here's some stories from the gypsy nurse that I mentioned earlier. Okay, number one, it's 
Once when I was working in an LTC facility, I'm not sure what that stood for, LTC. Long-term care. Okay, long-term care facility. I was walking down the hall speaking to a CNA, clinical nurse something. Assistant Assistant. When all of a sudden we heard the loud sound of water running in the bathroom. All the patients were in bed already, so I turned to her and looked like, what the fuck is that? We walked to the bathroom, which could only enter by key, unlocked the door and went in. The lights were out, so we turned them on. The tub water was running full blast into the tub. No one was in there. I walked over and turned the faucet all the way until the water stopped running. I said, why is this water running? Everyone's in bed. The CNA said strange stuff happens in the bathroom and on the floor all the time, including lights turning on and off and stuff moving around or turning on in that particular bathroom. What's weird was I heard the water turn on as I was standing near that bathroom and no, no one walked in and the handle had to be turned all the way to the right to turn it off. Ew. Wow. And you know that's a possibility. I know that's You've a possibility. You've often said they, yeah, they definitely do that. That's a go-to move, isn't it? I woke up last night with my tap in my bathroom on. Oh, like on, on, yep. not just drippy, drippy. No, nope. tap in my ensuite was on. Oh, of course it was. Mm-hmm. You should really turn that off before you go to bed, <laughs> Trust me, it was not me. <laughs> okay, this one's called They're Still Here. From same from the gypsy nurse. I was working in an ICU, had a patient who would only repeat what was said to her and was with her all night. One time I went into the room and she started telling me all the ways she died. I died because of a narcotic overdose. I died because I took too much insulin. I died on a Sunday, sunny afternoon, etc. Then later she looked up at the ceiling and said, they're all still here. I ran out of that room as fast as I could. Another time, I had a blind patient who kept asking me what time it was all night long. One time, I went in to check on him and he said to me, it's the witching hour. I looked at the clock. Mm -hmm. It was 3.33. I walked out. (laughs) (laughs) I noped my way out of there. (laughs) Yeah, nope. Okay. Oh, my goodness. This one's called the man in the room. I had a patient being admitted into a room about 1.30 in the morning. He was alert and orientated. He was rolled in on an ER gurney and starts freaking out about him. Can't we see him? That he's not going to stay in that room and he needs to be as far away from that room as possible. We switch his room assignment and get him settled. Later in the morning, I I ask who him is. He says that we need to have the room exercised. Him is apparently a very angry, dead, mid-40s male. He didn't like another man in his room. That room was always really cold, summer or winter. The lights used to come on for no reason. Room just sounds fucked up to me. I'm like, yeah, I'm not taking that patient. (laughs) I'm not taking anyone in that room. Nope. It must have been hard for a male to go into that room, considering he didn't like other men. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This one is till death do us part. I worked at an LTC facility as a night shift aide about 14 years ago. I worked a hall I had never been on before. It was like 1am and I saw an elderly guy walk out of a room down the hallway and leave the facility. 
I went to that room and the resident was awake asked her who she was talking to and she told me her husband always came to visit her late at night. I went to ask the other aide on the other aide on the floor about it and they told me the resident was 102 years old and her husband had been dead for like 20 to 30 years. Swear on my life that it was an actual person leaving that hall. I could even describe his outfit and hat. Needless to say, I didn't work that hall much anymore anytime soon. Oh, <laughs> oh that's so but sweet. The, like it's a beautiful story. It's so sweet. It would be a little bit freaky, but it's not like anything bad happened or it wasn't as aside from being, you know, um, not expected, it wasn't sort of scary, was it? Nothing. Well, that's similar to when I have people who have like spirits in their home. Some of them are like, yeah. I just want to know who they are. I don't mind them being here. I just want to know who yeah. they are and what they want and if I can help them. Others are like, holy shit, I need an exorcism on my house because I'm not staying there one more time. <laughs> whether whether it is yeah. a spirit to be afraid of or not. It, some people like it and don't mind it and some people are no thank you. I think I'd be okay if it was someone I knew. Like if it was someone that I would, in, if they were alive, I would invite over, then I'd be okay. If it was some rando that just showed up because, as you say, you know, your light's on, I'd be like, no, I'm not okay, okay with so that. So just not just catching was, an you know, Uber. If it, was, yeah, if it was a relative or something, I'd be less shocked as well, I reckon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It stands to reason rather than just someone random appearing in your house. Yeah, true. What if it was the house? Like, what if it was the previous owner of the house? But I wouldn't know that, would I? Well, how would you know if it was a relative? If you could see them, you would oh. recognise them. Yeah, but you can't always see them. You just know that they're doing stuff. No. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't know, would you? Nope. Unless I, unless my best friend was some sort of psychic medium that would tell me. <laughs> That'd be cool. All right. I feel as though she would tell me. Well, I feel like she would too. She might wait. She, she might better. just sit back for a little bit and just and and just see what happens first. <laughs> Out of curiosity, we might not be friends if can, if that was to happen. It, it can be a little bit boring being that friend. Oh. <laughs> okay, this one is called. What's the next one? Come play with us, Katie. I worked at Cincinnati Children's and there is a little girl who appears at that bedside or at the bedside if dying children oh, sorry I'm going to start again. I worked at Cincinnati Children's Hospital and there is a little girl who appears at the bedside of dying children the day before they pass and tells them it's going to be okay. They even mentioned her as a household name in orientation. In Indy, at a children's hospital, we had a patient passing surgery, but her room was haunted. A little African-American boy saw her one night and said, she looks like me and has one of these and one of these, pointing to his central line and GT. What's a GT? GT. Something tube, gastro tube maybe? Okay, she also had a central line and GT. Here in CO, I just stayed at the Stanley Hotel it's the hotel that inspired The Shining. Stephen King stayed there and felt like his bartender was a ghost and saw two little girls on the fourth floor when there was no other guests. I woke up every 20 minutes to nothing and had a sock on my perfectly made bed and a luggage tag and earring on my spotless bathroom. The next morning, I bought a book about the hotel hauntings and my hotel room was in it. Apparently, things go missing <laughs> in one part of the hotel and show up later in my room. 
They also have oh, a wounded wow. veteran donated flag who has a who has a spot that has started to fade into a silhouette of the original owner of the hotel. Katie is not a good writer. I'm sorry, Katie. I don't understand what the come play with me from Katie is, and I wish I had taken that story out. Okay. Oh, I, find, <laughs> I found that very interesting. I found that it didn't make sense. It was very difficult to read. It wasn't proper proper English and there's no punctuation and it was all very difficult to read. I thought you did really well. Like that that's like a mysterious portal room with things getting, you know, misplaced from everywhere else and then appearing in that room. That's insane. Mm. What's also insane is that this hotel has an entire book on ghost stories about it. The Stanley. Have we not done the Stanley? Well, we haven't done the Stanley. Yeah, we need to do the Stanley. It's on my list. Especially if it was the one that inspired The Shining. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. My goodness. This one is called Have a Good Night, Doctor. I got called in one night for a bad case in the OR and we were in the middle of it and I saw a guy in surgeon garb walk past the OR door and continue on towards a dead end. We were at the end of the hall. I walked to the door and couldn't find anyone. Yelled out hello and still no one. I had heard that that there was a ghost of a surgeon in the OR. Oh, wonder if he's just doing his night duties and checking on everyone. All scrubbed, mm-hmm. <laughs> ready to go, <laughs> ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's pretty common for all kinds of techno technology in theaters to go haywire as well, and lights to work and then not work. And can you imagine if they were trying mm. to operate on me? Combined with my technical equipment. You have had a few operations. I have and, um, yeah, I'm not going to go into personal stuff but Mm. um, they're not fun. No, I just wonder how, yeah, how straightforward that would have been and I've also heard from other mediums and stuff they quite often have that remote viewing while it's going on as well and they can tell you everything that went on during the operation. Mm. Yeah, fascinating. I um, I just don't wake up very well. I I feel like I wake up not wanting to come back. Anyway, let's move on. Oh. This one. <laughs> I worked okay. in an LTC where a cute little man would be clear over on one side of his twin bed, and when I asked him to scoot over so he didn't fall off, he said he didn't want to swoosh swoosh the smush the girl little smush the little girl laying next to him. I guess there oh. used to be kids in this place at some time. In the same hall, residents would see a lady in black who would go into rooms and within a day or two that resident would pass. I didn't like working in that hall at night. Isn't it interesting? I also, um, there is also the phenomena of the the Grim Reaper, the black shadow that comes right before someone's about to die. Um, Yeah. And I've actually experienced I probably I, more than a handful of people that um, really? have actually seen it. Like they've walked past the room of a loved one um, right yeah. before they've died or they've gone to the toilet or to the snack machine or to go and make a phone call or to have a cigarette. And as they've come back, whilst they've been gone, their person has died, but whilst they're coming back, out of the corner of their eye, just as they get up to the person, they see the black figure, like, leaving. Wow. Mm, it's pretty interesting. Okay. Why black? Oh, uh, because it's the dark and the spirit is the light. 
Okay. This one, I was eating alone in the cafeteria one night, maybe 1am. Just quietly, like, I don't know how you guys do that (laughs) shit. (laughs) Our cafeteria isn't open at night, so that wouldn't be an option. (laughs) I walked out to the hall to get on the elevator and heard a little kid laughing. No one was anywhere around. I asked security to walk around and look. There was only EVS down there when with the doors locked. Nowhere near that hallway. What's EVS? Environmental services, maybe. Hmm. Just like Cleaners cleaning and, area. Yeah, yeah hmm. not a paediatric ward by the sounds. Hmm. Hospital elevators give me the creeps. They're my least favourite things to, get, to do. Like I'm fine at hospitals. The elevator's not good. Yeah, yeah. I I almost like panic because I've got a little bit of claustrophobia anyway, but in those spaces, Mm. it's like I I can smell dead in elevators. Mm. Like it smells like a morgue. Energetically speaking, is it a lot of trapped energy or confused because it's always going up and down and different levels and all that sort of stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's one at hospital that, that, I work at that's notorious for breaking down as well. It's never nice. You know, I've been stuck in three elevators mm. and one had to get rescued. It was at Bondi Junction, David Jones, and three of us were in there and they had to call the fire department to get us out. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> of course you have. Another one I was stuck in for four and a half hours. Oh, that's a long time. It's a very long time. With a woman who was panicking like you would not believe because we were in a goods lift in a shopping center at the very back and it was a lift that like barely anyone used and like it was Christmas time so no one was really going out into the back spaces everyone needed to be on the floor everyone was doing the warehouse stuff later and she's just like they're not gonna find us we're gonna be stuck in here all night (laughs) And so I've got her sitting down with her head between her legs and she was screaming, help, and I had the worst headache. I was like, this woman is going to kill me or I'm going to kill her and this is going to turn into a crime scene. Okay, this one. I was working an ICU assignment in a small hospital in Wilkesboro, NC, and my patient who was in the process of dying started... Um, oh, hang on a second, started yelling about a car accident and specified survivor man versus woman at the time. At the same time, there was an MVA coming into the ED where one of the passengers died. We were all freaking out. Wow. So, oh. Oh. so one patient that was already in there started screaming just before she was about to die about a car accident and someone dying. And then in comes the car. Wow. Okay, this one. When I posted on FB that my bedroom lights kept coming on and off, a friend who sees things said it was a (laughs) recently deceased little boy. Unbeknownst to her, I'd worked in Hemonk that week. I float in a peds hospital. And a little boy had died just before my shift. A few days later, I was taking a pic of a curtain I'd made in my daughter's room and there were two orbs dancing on my screen. My friend said one of them was the boy. She said he liked my energy. Oh, that's really sweet. That is so cute. That's happened to me before. Um, Okay. Mm. I worked LTC and have tons of scary hospital stories. Here's three. 
The facility was built where a playground used to be. A little boy died there in the 30s. Residents who were blind or had Alzheimer's would regularly see a little boy. They always described the exact same kid in the same clothes. Two, I had a 90-year-old resident with dementia who hadn't spoken in years. She was actively dying. She looked behind me and said, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. I love you. She died exactly 24 hours later. Number three, there was a resident who never used her own bathroom to have a bowel movement, BM. Yep. She always went to the room across the hall. (laughs) Poo across the Uh, hall. (laughs) Don't shoot where you sleep and eat. (laughs) You wouldn't want to be busting. After she passed people who would swear they saw someone going into the room across from hers, even years later, people... Even years later from people who didn't know the story. Oh, my God. (laughs) She's just stuck on this. It's very ingrained. (laughs) I've got to (laughs) go. And I'm not shitting in my own room. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to go now. She must have made that trip so many times. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. Yeah, that is hilarious. All right. There are Navajo, Zuni and Hopi natives that work and go to the GIMC hospital I work at. Hear about the skinwalkers the most. Also, the floor I work on is haunted for sure. In one room, I heard computer keys typing. I was in the room alone. Got up to see where the noise was coming from and the noise stopped. I sat down and it started again. I asked a co-worker and she freaked and said, yes, it is an old co-worker who always did her homework for her masters in that room. She was killed in a freak car accident. Everyone seems to have heard the computer keys and knew too because I had said something another day about room nine and they were like, oh man, it's her again. There are ghosts of little (laughs) children and a surgeon that roam the floor and moaning heard from room five. I have heard and thought I have seen a little girl by room five and thought a patient was in the room one night and learned no one was there. I was very freaked out. They have hired a native medicine man to come to pray and weigh safe on the floor too. Also, a cup moved three times in the apartment we were in last. Swear. The husband said it was said it and I was like lie and then he started recording and it did it again the counter was dry something for sure is different on native land in Namaho no doubt Mm -hmm. okay back when I was a PCA I worked at Mercy Hospital in Mount Airy which is no longer there what is a PCA Patient care assistant. We always had odd stuff happen, but the best one was one night we got a random call upon my unit. I worked on the fifth floor telly side. The other side was oncology. From a room on the floor below us. The thing was on the fourth floor that said, sorry, that side had been closed for a long time and there was no one down there. The other side was a small rehab. So we get this call. No one is in that room. So I and a few others go down and to that side of the hall. We find the room and walk in to find no one there. It was being used for storage and there was no call light or phone in that room. No one could explain it other than that we had call lights that would go on and off when no one was in that room. We just figured it had to be a ghost. Mm. Probably. Okay. Figures. Mm -hmm. Did a rotation in a burn unit. There are tons of stories that go around, but I'll share my favourite. 
a pimp little one of his a pimp lit one of his prostitutes on fire and she immediately oh bear hugged him causing them to both suffer pretty severe injuries unfortunately hers included an inhalation burn they they both were being treated in the same ICU but on opposite ends. Weeks later, she ends up coding and passes away. And after about 30 minutes, as things started to quiet down, the guy starts screaming from his room, room get her out, get the goddamn bitch out of my room. Oh, my goodness. Good on her. She went back and I hope her flaming face scared the fuck out of that fucker. <laughs> She was quick thinking in the moment when he lit her up too, hugging him. Mm-hmm. Most people would like, you know, run away, but she is quite spiteful. <laughs> I'm taking you down with me. <laughs> if I'm going down, I'm taking you with me. <laughs> wow. Okay. I've worked in a small family-run nursing home for six years as a nurse aide. It was an orphanage before it became a nursing home. And unfortunately, before being shut down, the orphanage had a history of severe abuse and neglect. Unfortunately, it's not gossip. The owner herself has told us. When residents get close to death, they always see a little girl. One of my patients, a very alert gentleman, he knew all our names and was very alert and orientated. I was passing dinner trays and saw that he had his back turned and was talking and laughing in the corner. I knocked and asked him who he was talking to, and he chuckled and said, this little girl came into my room. She was scared. He died three days later. About six months later, had another patient screaming about a little girl grabbing his feet, and she needed to leave him alone. He died that night. She's come up over the years. It's always the same thing. They see her, and then they die. Other co-workers have had the same experience. It's very unsettling. It would be sad. But she's, mm, I don't know. What's your thought? Is she there to comfort them because she senses they're going? She's not the one making them die. No. Surely not. No, No. they're aware because your vibration shifts and it's much easier for you to see them and them to see you. So it's a vibrational thing. And and because um, our spirit starts to leave, our consciousness raises as well. So we're more prone to just not really differentiate between spirit realm and human realm, which is why people with mm-hmm. Alzheimer's and dementia and things tend to have that kind of in and out both realms experience. But, um, yeah, I mean, the things that she was doing seem quite um, quite sweet, you know, like if she's grabbing his feet, maybe she was trying to, you know, be gentle rather than... Um, mm. Because I know, like, I, it's another thing that makes me say that because a lot of people, a lot of spirits, when they come through to connect to their loved ones, a lot of them talk about um, getting their feet rubbed. So it must be a thing when you're dying for, for certain things that your feet ache or that your feet hurt. I'm not sure. Right. But it happens quite a lot. Um, Providing comfort to someone lying down, that's an easy spot yeah, to touch as well. Maybe. Um. But, yeah, I mean, she was laughing for that other guy. So Mm. I feel like she wasn't there to be mischievous. I feel like she was just there because they could see her and she was there and Mm. who knows. Um, So, like, when I do a mediumship, when I do a reading for a a human um, and they've got a relative, for example, or older relatives and they just want to understand, you know, 
how much time they might have left and any advice to care for them as they get older or whatever. Um, yeah. My only indicator, because I don't want to receive how they're going to die or when they're going to die, I don't want to know. I can know and I don't want to know. Yeah, that's your yeah. boundary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But one of the kind of um, the ways around being able to have the human feel better about the situation. And I only say it when I get this experience, otherwise I don't mention that it's not there because then that's a bit kind of ominous. But um, if there aren't any spirits that are coming through, then it's likely that person's not near death. Or if there are spirits coming through, I can ask the spirit. Usually I know that they're already around, hanging around earth. And they're usually here because they're they're preparing to take someone on a transition. Um, But if a spirit comes through, I can ask them, you know, it's like a, it's not like, oh, when are they going to expire? It's more like a, (laughs) it's more like a, um, well, it's divine time. So it's more like, um, oh, this is so difficult to explain. More like. Like a stage. mm, No, more like an energy. Um, so when we're about to die or when we're near dying, um, our energy changes. And so I'm able to understand from the spirit at what level that person that's still alive's energy is at. Mm -hmm. Um, and if it's at a certain level of energy, then I know that they're, you know, they've probably got maybe six months to a year. If they're, if the spirits have been here, then I know it's probably more likely in the next few weeks. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, it, it's a, it's a, it's an individual experience when it happens and it's really difficult to describe. No, it's really Mm. difficult to describe because it's an energy thing. Like I can't, I'm trying to think of something that I could compare it to. Um, I can't think of anything right now. If I think of anything, I'll try and add it into another episode if I can come up with a better yeah, way to explain like it. it's a, a process you're able to understand with how you process any of the information that they give you. So you've got this knowing and this understanding of it more than what you're yeah, and it, able to convey because well, it's that knowing it's also, and the familiarity. Yeah, like the, the experience. But... Yeah. It's also similar to like when people say um, that they're from a different country and their native language is different and they say there isn't a word that translates to English for this word. It's yeah. kind of the same kind of thing. Like usually I try really hard to figure out a way to explain what's happening, mm. um, mm-hmm. but this is a this is something that I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to think about a little bit more to be able to explain it in a way that I feel does it justice. Yeah, and it's also, yeah, obviously coming from a much sort of higher energy, so trying to translate it into something that others can understand sometimes yeah. doesn't translate, it's like, doesn't correlate. For humans, there's yeah. kind of no way that I can describe it. It's like an experience that humans. humans don't experience. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's cool though. Mm. Okay, so I've got one more story. Oh, okay. Okay. One more. Lucky last. Yep. So a ward I worked on once had a patient who was a psychic medium as a patient. 
Oh gosh, that would be a nightmare. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> we had a bit of a laugh with her as she was on the ward for a while. She'd had a stroke which affected her mobility. And she would do readings for the staff, etc., from time to time. I took it all as just a bit of fun until one evening when she pressed her nurse call buzzer and told us to go check on a patient in a side room as he was dead. We went to check and sure enough found that the gentleman had died. Later on, we asked our psychic patient how she had known and she told us she had seen him coming out of his room obviously distressed. She realised he had died and had to explain to him what had happened and help him to pass over, go to the light. Now, I am not a believer, but that gave me the creeps. How could you not be after experiencing that? That's amazing. Yeah, it's really difficult. Um, it's really difficult to to understand how people cannot believe something that is 90% of who I am. <laughs> <laughs> you could just be Santa. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Anyway, it's yeah, just, yeah. it's hilarious. And, like, I sometimes just think back to all the people in the past who have been charlatans and fakes and phonies and, you know, scam artists and things. And I'm like, come on, guys, why did you have to do that? You ruined it for all of us, you know, like you you exploited something that wasn't yours to exploit. And now it's spending lifetimes trying to bring back the credit and the the reputation and the, the truth behind it. And but you know what? It's not my fight. I don't. I don't have anyone in my life fighting me about it. But no. it's interesting. And then I sent you last night a new podcast that I've just heard about called Mediums. So if anyone wants to go and listen to that, it's um, it's interesting. I've listened to the first two episodes, and it's interesting. But it's directly about mediums in the past and the present, um, and which ones are just con artists and which ones are proven to be a little bit hard to disprove (laughs) I love it how it's like okay no matter what evidence that you're getting you're you're not satisfied with with that being enough to go okay this is the real deal it's really it's such an interesting concept to try and prove something when the parameters are set are completely different you know, you, there's no, you can't quantify a lot of stuff. It's it's not measurable mm. on one side of things. On the other, you know, energy is a thing, frequency is a thing. It that in itself is measurable, and information is translatable. And yeah, I just it is really interesting, but also it doesn't really surprise me. No. Um, you know, human nature really want to have evidence they want cold facts and hard evidence and when you don't always um have the same result every single time then it's not definite enough for them Mm -hmm. and but that's the whole concept when you when you have that line of thinking you're never going to be satisfied Mm -hmm. you're only ever going to be black and white Mm -hmm. that's it Mm -hmm. yeah and so you know you just have to whatever yeah (laughs) and it's not it's not for you clearly (laughs) clearly um but that's when people say you know i'll I'll believe it when i see it Mm. um and so it's interesting how people can have the other senses like their feeling their knowing um their 
everything yeah else. they can have clear audience they can experiencing all of this paranormal activity you know for lack of a better way of saying it or you know um extrasensory yeah yeah information uh-huh. yep. and yet they put all the weight on that clairvoyant ability they're, they're clear seeing and it's like basically saying okay we're all psychic but my clairvoyance is underdeveloped and until it develops i'm not going to believe in this shit but anyway. Or they do see something and then they're like, oh, no, that wasn't it. Yeah. Or, <laughs> I didn't really, that's not what it was. Or they're completely naive to the fact that, that what they've seen was not actually something, like they, they haven't stopped to think about what they saw. They've just justified it or worked it out in their head yeah. and written it off. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's what they have to do to make themselves feel safe. Yeah, exactly, for it to make sense yeah. in their limited mm-hmm. awareness. and. You know, it's a. Yeah. If anyone ever challenges me, which they don't, but if they do, my comeback is prove that it's not. Yeah. Prove that I'm not doing it. And if you've got any more insight into how I do what I do, um, I I am the one who wants it the most. I would love. You want to know. I would love yeah. to find ways mm. for other humans to understand it from a place that is obviously where they need it to be from because the way that I explain it already isn't enough for everyone. Obviously the way that us mediums communicate and display our heightened level of abilities isn't enough to to get people to believe. So what can we do to open up the fact that when you do believe, your life is just so much better for starters? I think it's, I don't know, I think it's enough I think you explain it enough for those that are ready to understand. Yeah, but wouldn't it be great if if all the scientists in the world just got up and said, mediums are legit, we've done enough tests, we're satisfied, and this is the science behind it, and then everyone that says you can't argue with the science, which we know <laughs> that's going around at the moment, then everyone that says that you can't argue with the science will go, well, now that the science is there, I actually believe in it, and then have them actually receive all of the amazingness that can come when you actually do mm. believe in it. When you do. Yeah. yeah. So it would be great to be able to be someone who stands up and goes, I'm here. I am here for any studies that you want to do to try and find that science that can prove it. Yeah. Well, I'm down for it. Yeah. Where do I need to go? Bring it on. Mm-hmm. on. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So all our listeners, all our scaredy cats, I just want everyone to know that today is our beautiful Laura's birthday. Mm, Happy birthday to you. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. (laughs) Thank you very much. So everyone listening to this, if you're listening to it on the day that it comes out, which is October 18th, 2021, please comment with a happy birthday message to my beautiful co-host and best friend, the gorgeous Laura. (laughs) <laughs> are you done embarrassing me now oh, no and i that means only one more sleep until i have to give you your birthday present oh my goodness i've been holding on and we're allowed out <laughs> oh, well i'm not i have been holding no. on to it for three weeks thinking that i needed to order it and have it here and have it delivered so that it's here and not delayed because i would hate to not be able to give it to you but i've even thought about keeping it myself <laughs> oh wow it must be good i know because it's been sitting here for so long i'm like maybe it's actually for me <laughs> maybe i have to maybe get something, it is. something new for laura 
<laughs> well, you better go out and get something then. <laughs> no, it's tucked away safely. It's definitely yours, chosen specifically for you and only you and no one else. Wow. I know. Well, thank you. So beautiful, scaredy cats. Make sure you wish Laura a happy birthday. You can do that via our Instagram, turns out underscore it's haunted. Or you can go over to our turns out she's psychic, turns out underscore she's psychic, and say happy birthday there. How old are you, Laura? I'm 38. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> Growing up. What are you yep. going to be when you grow up? <laughs> probably a garden gnome I reckon a garden gnome oh my gosh yep. that's actually cool that's I like that it's cool I like that yep. mm-hmm. find me in the garden I've got a nice little garden potting shed that my hubby's been you know decking out I've got some gardening tools and I'm going to go down there now and probably do some potting of tomatoes you're going to go <laughs> pot out while you're potting Absolutely. That's me. (laughs) All right, listeners, I hope you didn't listen to this at night time and aren't too freaked out and don't have bad dreams, kind of, not really. (laughs) I loved it. Thank you for my birthday treat of Haunted Hospital episode. You're welcome. Don't get freaked out this week at work. Yeah, I'll do my best. (laughs) (laughs) You need like I'm working in a new building right now. Yeah, you are. You are. So, yeah, fresh. For a wee while. <laughs> All right. Although the level above is for um, a bit of research and I know they're going to do cadaver work up there. So, so cool. Uh, uh, anyway. I hate that word. That <laughs> I hate that word. Like whenever they, because in the true crime podcast that I listen to, whenever they talk about um, like dead bodies, some people in the podcast world call them cadavers, not the dead body. They'll say the word cadaver, uh, and yep. every time they say it, I'm like, I feel like it's a really but American thing. A, well, a cadaver is when a body has been turned over for science or for medical research, so it's not referred to as, you know, a, a deceased body like Mr Smith who's oh. passed away. They become a cadaver. So why do they have cadaver dogs? Because there's, well, that's, yeah, again, a misappropriation of the terminology because they're sniffing out a dead body as opposed to that actual individual. They're, they're, they're trained on cadaver scent. Right. Yeah. But yeah. A, de- a deceased body only becomes a cadaver when it's been medically examined? Yeah, after it's had their, you know, the rights of, you know, their, their death rights or whatever it is, Yeah. And I know in Australia you can't just go getting a body like a deceased body. They have to sign themselves over for the research. So after they're they dead, then become a <laughs> before they die. Well, it depends how talented they are mm. <laughs> and how much movement. You know, that. probably that one that gripped the the bed rail might be able to sign over. Or that one post-mortem. from last week that was sending text messages from the morgue. Oh, man, that was disturbing. I really didn't want to believe that. Yeah. Well, also, if you're a nurse or a doctor or anyone who works in a hospital staff situation and you've got spooky stories, send them in. I'd love them to be added into, I think, what's going to be a little bit of a thing every now and then in terms of the nurses and the hospitals and haunted patient stories. I like it. And I'm going to do a little bit more of a grey nurse um, 
down, yeah. deep dive and bring that to you later on as well. And coming I'll up. I'll share my own stories. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Um, and coming up too, I'm trying to bring some more urban legends back and some conspiracy theories as well. Oh my god. I know. Love a good one. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, listeners, go on, have a good evening, and don't forget to say happy birthday to my Laura. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Got a spooky story you'd like us to share or a haunted location you'd like us to cover? Send us an email at tospsychic at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at turnsout underscore it's haunted. We'd appreciate a follow, a share, a rating, a review, whatever floats your boat. Sleep well, my scaredy cats.